0: Now I declare that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and I am being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I am walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I am bearing fruit in every good work, and I am increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. The Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said amen. amen. If you believe, it, give me another amen. amen. I pray again that I said today that will be your portion in Jesus' name. As you have spoken, so it will be done to you and for you in Jesus' name. Alright, the Lord is good. All the time. Let's take our seats quickly. Now, we have been speaking for a while on um, the pursuit of God, and I want to switch the subject from today, even though this train of thoughts will still continue. But occasionally, you know, you just want to switch, because your emphasis may change slightly. So let's just switch it today. I want to start today what I've titled The Way, the Truth, and the Life. Very interesting topic. (laughs) All right, I don't know. It was this morning I just made up my mind that that was the title I would choose. All right, so let's begin to talk about uh, The Way, the Truth. And the life today uh, as a kind of continuation of what we have been saying about the pursuit of God. Uh, Now, let's start again from the book of John chapter 17. The book of John chapter 17 is where we start from today. And that's one we're reading quite a bit, the latter part of the pursuit of God. And that's actually the foundation for what we are discussing. The book of John chapter 17. Now, let's start from verse 1. Jesus spoke these things, lifting up his eyes to heaven. He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so that his son may glorify you, even as you gave him authority over all flesh, that to all whom you have given him, he may give eternal life. All right, verse 3. He says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, that's what I wanted from here, but then there's another one I need, so let me continue reading it. In verse 4, he said, I glorified you on the earth, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Now, Father, glorify me together with you, yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. Now, notice verse 6. I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. And you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have come to know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words which you gave me, I have given to them, and they received them, and truly understood that I came forth from you, and they believed that you sent me. Uh, let me just stop here, alright? That's okay for this reading from the book of John chapter 17. Now let's open our Bibles again to the book of Exodus chapter 6. I want to bring out, um, we're, about, we're going to read about three or four portions before I start speaking. So please, Exodus chapter 6. Now let's just read verse 2. God spoke further to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. We read that last time. Uh, as um, Jehovah or Yahweh, depending on the translation you are using. My New American Standard uses the expression, God Almighty. He said, but my name, Lord, that is, no, sorry, I, apply, I appear to them as El Shaddai, I wanted to say, okay? That's what he said, that first one. I appear to them as God Almighty. That one is um, the El Shaddai. He said, but by my name, Yahweh, or um, Jehovah, Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan the land in which they sojourned. And I said, furthermore, I have heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage and have remembered my covenant. Say, therefore, to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord. Now, this is the new name now that I'm telling them about. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you With an outstretched arm, and with great judgments, and I will take you for my people, and I will be your God, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Now let me just stop here, okay? Because um, I've gotten what I wanted from there. Now we are looking at the issue of the name of God and the revelations of the name of God. That's why I'm reading this. I will read this again and again. That John chapter 17. In that John chapter 17, it says this is eternal life. That this is how eternal life comes. is by recognition of something. Eternal life does not come by labor. I've said this again and again. Christianity is when you focus on something and God pours his plan into your life. Christianity is not how I labor to get something done. Christianity is how I allow God to do that which he planned in my life, please. I, we can't say this things enough. Christianity is not how I gave and gave I gave until I prospered. No, I always like to say giving is important. Any Christian who is not a consistent giver is actually not a person of faith. You don't have faith. You are walking all the time in unbelief. Okay, so let me not make. You know, sometimes when you say something, people now say, "Hey, Pastor Mike, say we don't need to give." That's why I always add that one to it. Okay, then you know, people always find a where to hide. You, they always find out where to hide. If they want to do something, they will find an excuse to do it. One day I went to preach somewhere, it's the funniest of the one I've ever heard. I was trying to explain to people that listen, you know, know, um, stop thinking about yourself. Think of other people. Don't spend all your money on yourself. Be a believer. And I said, look, before you start saying, look, I want to buy a car, I want to buy a car, at least buy something for somebody else now. Buy an extra tire for somebody, spare tire for somebody. I mean, a car, let's use this naira, okay, even if it's a, if a good, fairly used one, that's like 3 million, alright? And above. But if you want a, a tire, a tire is like how much? A 15 rim tire. Maybe a good one would be like, uh, oh, hmm? uh, they sell tire for here? Okay, okay, let's just say 20 just to make it easy. This, this guy sells tires spare time, alright? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, alright? If he bought one recently, that's like why he just bought tire. <laughs> He'll give you the current price. <laughs> the Lord is good. Now, just kidding. So let's just assume it's 20,000 today. So I just said, look, 3 billion is big, but you can afford 20. So don't buy, die buy somebody. I think you got my point. I hope you did too. When I finished, the man came and met me. He said, sir, what you are saying is that if I need a car, I give out a tire. <laughs> you know, you'll be amazed at what people hear when you're talking. <laughs> you will be amazed at what people hear when you're talking. You know that kind of thing. I wanted that. Am I alright? You know that kind of thing. I'm not even worried about whether he's alright. That what have you been saying? Ah, that I'm alright. <laughs> the guy came out. He wanted to confirm that. So, sir, you are saying now, if I need a car, I give out a spare tire. I felt like saying, everybody, gather back, gather back. The program is just starting again. Let's start preaching again. <laughs> no, it's it happens. people just I don't know. People just take off. Just hear one thing you said, misinterpret it, and then run off with it and be quoting you. You know, and that's why I always add that one to it. Somebody one day, he read the book, um, uh, what do you call this book? Grace to Prosper. You know what he said? He, told, he wrote a letter to, to us later. He said, "Funny, hard to agree with what I wrote in that book. What did I? Please, I don't know how many of you have read Grace to Prosper. I don't know what is there to that's hard to agree with. Then, you know when he wrote the mail? When he read, so who will pay for this? He said, okay, now he agrees with me. I told my wife, this guy is a pastor. This guy is a pastor. He's a pastor. He, he has to be. He's a he's ministry. When he read the grace to prosper, because I emphasize the fact that this gospel, this thing we practice, say give so you can collect, is not the way God prospers people. It shook his foundation of income. Are you getting my point? Then when I read the grace, um, what do you call it? So we we'll pay for this, in which I encourage Christians, please be givers, and I emphasize in that one, give to the work of ministry. <laughs> the guy said, "Yes, man of God, I'm on your side now. <laughs> ah, you want to kill somebody before?" That's why sometimes I take time out to emphasize the things that I'm saying. All right, please, so because people don't run away with it, because really many people have have gotten into what well, people have used my, they've mentioned my name to into arguments of things that are wrong. What happens is that a man is trying to emphasize to them, if you want to prosper, give. And somebody says, says "No, it's not like that." And I still stand by it. It is not like that. But that's the, the other inference is not what I'm saying. I'm not saying if you want to prosper, don't give. I didn't say that one too. Do you get, my point? Yeah. I'm just trying to say that it is not a formula. All right. When we give, we're not doing it because of what we're going to get. We do the prince, we walk in giving because we are love beings. We are created in the same image. Are you getting me? We are made in the same image as our father. Okay. So let's bear that in mind. All right. Let me just get back to it. So we're saying Christianity is not that I give until I prosper. No. We are saying that prosperity has been paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ. Poverty is a curse. Poverty is a curse. Poverty is a curse. All right? So, but what breaks the curse is the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross. That is what breaks the curse. And that's what we're trying to explain. So, in Christianity, it is not our labor that's producing anything. By the grace of God, we are what we are. We become whatever we will become in life is by the grace of God. And how does that grace come? I'm repeating this thing again and again. Almost every time I've started in the last few days, now, but last four meetings, I've been saying this because I believe it's very important. The Holy Spirit wants us to know it. How does grace come? Grace comes by what we are focused on. Grace comes by what we know. I want to emphasize that again. That's why you will find out that when Paul will pray, he will talk about knowledge. When Peter will pray, he will talk about knowledge. Paul emphasized that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Peter will pray the same thing. Are you getting my point? They emphasize that. thing. why? Because they understand what matters. And that's why Jesus said it here. This is John chapter 17. How does eternal life come? It's by knowledge. Please, let me say it again. Knowledge in spiritual things is not intellectual comprehension. It's not just, okay, I'm aware that in what they call it. Give me one history. When did Mansa Musa invade the kanem Bonum Empire? they don't, Do they do history these days? Oh, yeah. Still in secondary school? You sure? No? Do they do history? Just, just by the way, do they do history? No. I saw my children. sleep. I've not seen history in it all. Well, no, we used to, we had to learn, uh, you know, old or Empire, empire, bonum Empire, all those kind of things. All right? Mansa Musa. Remember Mansa Musa? <laughs> We are saying that knowledge is not just. I'm aware of that fact. No, in Christian, in, in spiritual things, knowledge imparts power to you. Knowledge imparts power to you. It helps you do things. It puts in order in the realm of the spirit. Even if uh, there was a time, <laughs> a demon was being cast out by seven men, and they said, "We adjure you, in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches." The demon said, "Let's talk about knowledge." He said, "Jesus, I know. Paul, I know." But you people, who are you? I don't know you. That is, if I don't know you, I don't respond to you. That's just spiritual law for you. I remember those when we were children. You know, these things are interesting. So as we begin to study scripture and Holy Spirit give you understanding, you start connecting things. When we were children those days, we used to play with it in secondary school and we used to watch these things on TV. You know, when people who dabble into you know, you know if our people, you know, they the call things, people that have um, who do incantations. And their jokes, you know, we used to crack as a result of what we watch them say. The man will tell you that, look, Listen, if I call that thing its real name, it will open. Maybe you are trying, maybe somebody lost a lock, a, a key now. We're trying to open a lock. So we're trying, how do we get this lock open? One guy say, wait, let me call it by its name. And that lock will open. Exactly. You, you know about it. You, this is what he knows about it. This guy has been in I shrine before. Oh my father. That's how we used to say that. I say, look, let me call it the name it bears. No, and that was what it was. Watch them on TV do those things. They would say that, look, if they want rain to stop, they will call rain by its real name. And rain will respond to them. If the desert, you know, if, if everywhere is dry, they can call rain to come. Why? They say what they need is to know the real name of rain. That when we know its name, it will respond to us. You know, we hear those things as children. We just laugh about it. But now when I understand spiritual things... I said, okay, those things are not jokes. Those guys are really saying something serious. That, and Jesus said it himself. That, and you see, when God wants to manifest himself, we are saying it, what he does is to start telling you his name in an area. He said, when I wanted to deal with your father Abraham, when I wanted to deal with your father Isaac, when I needed to relate with your father Jacob, I revealed myself as El Shaddai to them. So that name, El Shaddai, carried them everywhere. That name El Shaddai was what they operated by. In the midst of knowing El Shaddai, they will see my provision, they will see my defense. You understand? That's it. Then the time now you know time the time has now come for me to do something that I promised hundreds of years ago. And the only reason why I would do it is because part of my name is a covenant-keeping God. So now for you people to have hope and strength of faith to be able to walk with me, let me show you my name. So I now show myself to you as a God that once he makes a promise, he keeps it. Even if he's 500 years old. This so is the you get to them, say to them, The God that has sent you is a covenant-keeping God. So that they will keep on walking, remembering there's a covenant with our father Abraham. There's a covenant with our father Isaac. There's a covenant that passed from Isaac to Jacob. And we are part of that covenant. For that reason, that God will come and deliver us. God didn't start until he gave them the name. Do you get what I'm saying? It's very important to understand. That is a principle. But I need to say it again. That's why we're, we're talking about pursuit of eternal life. We're still on it. So Christians, you must get up to... you know make It's something you spend energy and time on that I want to know the truth about this. I want to know the name of God in this area. Bear in mind. That's what gives you control. That's how you have power. Last time I said something, let me just repeat it again because it's in a new series we are starting now. I said, listen, when it said in that term, um, Numbers chapter 6... So this is how you will bless the people of Israel. You will say to them, "The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make His face shine upon you, the Lord lift up His countenance upon you, and give you peace." And all of that. I said something there. The, the grammar, the first time I read it, it didn't rhyme. Okay, but later on, I understood what they were saying it, because he said to them, "This is how you will invoke My name." Literal Hebrew says, "This is how you will put My name." on the chain of Israel. Then I, in turn, will come and bless them. So if I want to bless somebody, say, what do you need? Healing. So you put a hand on the person. He said, the Lord, you're healing. That's, the, that's what it means. That's what means that The Lord bless you. Is the Lord heal you. We are not praying for you. We are putting God's name upon you. We are saying that the healer he is God. And that's something, That's how I pray This is Ever since I learned it, we are praying about a situation. I can spend time just mentioning the name of God concerning that situation. Earlier today, we were praying about ministry work. You know, we were there. We are saying that, let's pray about this. How do we say, it's okay, you are doing ministry work. You want it to grow. Look, you're not saying, in the name of Jesus, door open. That is good. But first of all, why should doors open? Because he's the one that holds the key. He's the one that opens the door and no one can shut it. You first invoke his name upon the door. You first have to invoke his name upon the door. Not just fighting the door. This door you go open, no. In the name of Jesus, you go open, no. Sometimes like Jesus is even wondering what they're talking about. Because <laughs> you don't know the relationship between him and the door. And I said to us last time, let me say it again. That's why God always introduces himself. That's why he will always introduce himself. I'm going to read it again just now because we want to talk about the Lord Jesus himself. You see that book of Revelation? Jesus stood there and was talking. Talking and talking and talking. I am he that was dead. I am now alive. I am he that opens the door, that holds the keys of death and of hell. I am ah he was telling John, don't worry, don't let Nero scare you. He can't kill you. You die when I say so. You won't die one moment before I I, I declare it. He was telling John. So what I'm telling you, you will have time to write it. So take your scroll, begin to write. Now, to each church, you give them my name so that they'll know who is talking to them. God always, always introduces himself. We'll get onto it in a moment. Jesus took that book of Revelations. He began to he first describe God the Father, then he began to describe Himself, describe Himself, and for many chapters he kept on giving Himself different names, so that I told you, David Poston said 250 names you can identify in the Bible that Jesus was called. Each one is not without significance. Every single one has a significance, and believe me we will go through as many of them as possible. Because when we don't realize the significance, or when we don't understand the name of Jesus in an area, we lose control totally in that area. We start running up and down. Like I said last time, I want a future for my children. Then I sell my father's house that he left for me and my brothers. I sell the land I bought years ago, and sell my car, sell my wife's jewelry. Why? Why? Because she has to go and deliver that baby abroad. Why? I need to give them a future. Without realizing it, the Bible says, Let me tell you something about the, the word of God. Take it very seriously. When it says, Cursed is the man who trusts in flesh. Be afraid. It wasn't counsel. You want know when God is when God is counseling and when is and he doesn't give counsel anyway. God never, ever. He's too powerful to give counsel. Counsel means you can take it, you can reject it. Counsel, this is my opinion. You can do what you like. you know. But what I think is that it would have been better if you wore blue. But this black you want to wear. Then when you wear black, I say, Okay, you finally wore the black. Okay, you're looking good in it. If God says it would be better for you to wear black, if you wear blue, you're under a curse. (laughs) He doesn't give counsel. He only gives instructions and commandments. And every disobedience... He gets a just recompense of reward. So when he says, Cursed is a man who trusts in flesh. It was seen through Jeremiah. He said he will not see when good comes. It wasn't counselor. It wasn't like, You know things are hard though. You never can tell. Just be careful. No. It is if you take my name and place it somewhere else. Me and you, will have troubles. time ago we talked about the, um, the third commandment. Don't ever forget it. What's the third commandment? Of course, we know. The, what's the first commandment? Thou shall have no other god before me. Second commandment. Thou shall not make any image. Right. Yes. Third commandment. He said, Thou shall not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. That's literally. That's what most people read. Or, or, read it. All right. That's how most of us read it. Now, of course, that's what it says in English. If we take it from the Hebrew, but look at it like this. Literally, Hebrew it said, Thou shall not take the name of the Lord thy God for a vain thing. That's literal Hebrew. If you read in young, Young's literal translation of the Old Testament, that's what it says: Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God for a vain thing. Now, when we're young, what is the way we were taught? When you are, if you say, "Who took my pen?" You swear, "I swear by Almighty God." They say, "No, you are taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain." Then I've, I've read a, 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 um, a Bible commentary before that says that what it says is that you must not swear falsely with the name of the Lord thy God. Something like, I've heard different ones. People now say, when man say, Jesus, what happened there? They say, look at it, he's taking the name of the Lord. You know, when you use the word of God for exclamation. I told you before, I invented my exclamation so that I will not be speaking bad things. So every time I exclaim, I pronounce the name of God. Jesus is the greatest. So anytime you, if you, if you, if something happens, how I many if you know how I respond? Thank you. I say, Jesus is Lord. I, I, it's something I invented. Because we used to say all the four letter words when we were young. So when I say, how do you keep on saying, you know? Poo-poo and stuff like that when you are angry. So now we say, okay, we invent a new one. We now say, Jesus is Lord. And after many years, it has now become part of me. That's how I exclaim. One day I heard one of my kids do it. I said, good. You are learning a good habit. was that? He said, Jesus is Lord. You know, I said, good. The boy is learning something good. (laughs) Now, they told us that that's what it means to take the name of the Lord in vain. When you use it for swear words. But after we read it, they said, no. Literally, what he said is this. Number one commandment, there must be only one God. God, the Father of the Lord Jesus. Okay, let's, he was talking to the Israelites, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, God El Shaddai, the same God you found out is now revealed as Jehovah or Yahweh, whichever one you want to pick. That's number one. That must be the only God. But how do you serve this God? You can decide that this thing, you shape it like this, and say this is a God, and the name is whom? Yahweh. So I will now bow down. To the image of Yahweh. And God said don't ever try that. Now when I came on the mountain did you see any image? He said no you didn't see any image. You only heard a voice. So don't worship, don't make any image and say this is God. Don't make any image of things you claim you saw in heaven. That's the second commandment. See first commandment is what? No other God. Second commandment is that that God that is the same God that is the true God you are worshipping don't try to make an image of him. It doesn't work. Third commandment, this is how it is. You will get into the land and you will see beautiful temples. You will see beautiful images that have been made. You didn't make them. Alright? But what, what will we not? Because the image is so good, this is a nice way to worship our God. So we will now wipe out the name of that God. Maybe the name used to be Baal or Ashteroth or Asherim. We will clean it off and write on it. This is our, this is Yahweh. He said, don't do that. That's the third commandment. First commandment, worship only one God. Two, don't make any image of God. Third commandment, if you find any image, don't take the name of the Lord thy God and put it on it. He said, don't take the name of the Lord thy God for a vain thing. It's not the name. Is the vain thing he was talking about? Don't take that name and bam, baptize the vain thing with it. And you know, modern Christianity, we did a lot of that. God is correcting us small, small. We take Easter and baptize it with the name of Jesus. That's iniquity. We take Christmas and baptize it with the name of Jesus. Why? The people love Christmas. That's what the church did that time. The people love Christmas. How do I stop them from celebrating Christmas? because let me tell you the original christmas was an was a, was a winter festival which was marked by most heathen festivals like that marked by sexual immorality partying and all of that and the church could not get people to stop so what do we do change it and give it a new name call it the birth of the lord jesus it was called winter festival of lights originally They worshiped the sun worshiped other things we did re- not removed it and gave it a new name So now celebrate the birth of jesus in it you know, sometimes when we want to be reasonable, we want to use common sense to save God. We get into trouble. <laughs> That's using common sense to save the Lord. His own commandment, which he gave to Israel, was don't take the name of the Lord thy God and put it on a vain thing. We're trying to explain something. So, when we say, when we're talking about the name of God now, let's be careful we don't put his name on a vain thing. Please, you can get, if you want that one in details, get our series, The Seven Names of God. I talked about it there. Then, we have to be careful. God, like I said the other time, has different names. And it has to do with every aspect of our lives. When, when um, Abraham, you know, Isaac, Moses also, when they will encounter the manifestation of God, they build an altar. And you hear they call the name of the altar Jehovah Nissi. Right? It was because they recognized God is a God of war. They recognize who he is. And I was saying earlier, so it's okay, how will I give my children a secure destiny? There's a name God bears there. What many of us do is that we'll not take that name and place it on what? A vain thing. And most of the places we put out there, our in the name of God these days, is just two places. North America and United Kingdom. That's you know, unconscious. People have, <coughs> a friend of mine once was talking with me. He said, why well, it needs to go abroad? And when you get there, you can plan for the future of your children? I just shook my head. If it's now, you can't it and get away with it. This was long ago. Before I gather this kind of boldness. You know what? The more you know, the easier you are to provoke. Are you getting my point? <laughs> I mean, you not say, my friend, don't say that. And if you don't answer, for you, seven might be a sin. Because you need to deliver your friend from death. You get my point? I said, well, you do, there are things you don't say. You, you know, I said it last time, don't blaspheme with your mouth. Don't blaspheme with your mouth. Even if you are thinking it in your heart, don't say it yet. Are you getting me? Hopefully, God will be able to correct you. But when you just open your mouth and say, why am I doing this? So I can plan for the future of my children. You have taken the name of the Lord your God and you have placed it on a vain thing. These are very important things that we must bear in mind. All right. Please, we are saying these things again and again. So names, we are emphasizing again. Names are important. And he said, this is eternal life. That's what we're talking about Christianity. It is something that's in God that is pouring into you. All right, And how does it do it? He gives you understanding. He gives you a revelation of himself. Without that revelation, prayer is not effective. Prayer is not effective. And that is why God introduces himself all the time. It is to help you pray. It is to help you pray. There is no... Ah, I've read to you. And you must know how to decode the name of God. Though. Let me say it again. I read right, the Bible, stop looking for Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah. Those are good names, but there are few of them. Most of the names of God are found in the Bible. They are sentences. I'll give you one. He said, The Lord be magnified who delights in the prosperity of his servant. That's a sentence. The Lord who delights in the prosperity of his servant. That's a name. He said, I'm the Lord that makes barren women dwell in the house as joyful mothers of children. That's a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. That's a name. He makes me lie down in green pastures is the name. Once he, once he put that he. (laughs) Let me tell you how Moses was sent to the people of Israel. He said, when we get there, what do we say? He said, say that I am sent you. I was listening to Derek Prince. He said, get it right. God said to him, I am that I am. When you get there, say he is that he is sent me. (laughs) When God was speaking to Moses, he said, I am. But when you get there, you will say, He is. Do you understand my point? So when you say God, say, He is, aha, that's a name. Mars Morrow said something to us many years ago. When, it, look, when, <laughs> when I heard that message yeah, I, wow, you know, you the kind of word you hear, you can't sit down. Then one day my church, I, I went back to the church, I used to go there to work, alright? Spent like, about three weeks a month with them, doing the work of ministry. So then the church was doing a prayer chain. Prayer chain was that we we'll would pray 24 hours I've forgotten for how many days. So each person had a, a time. So our, our, our session was like between three, 12 midnight and 3 a.m. And that group would come from three. The church had prayer going on constantly. So I said, remember that day, <laughs> you know, it was my session, 12 to 3. I was supposed to lead the prayer. So, of course, about 5, 10 people will be there in church with you. So I downloaded this revelation. So, so I will use it to pray. I think one guy that he was so excited. I'll tell you what the revelation is in a moment. Before I tell you what he said, let me tell you the revelation. Miles Moreau said, why did God say I am? Let me use the references word. Why did he add he is? He said, what it means is this. My name is so big. Let me summarize it. So I will say I am. Then you hold that. The only way you get to, fill in the blank. Do you get it? So when it gets there, and they are hungry, you say, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Can you see? That's how food comes. (laughs) When they are sick, I am the Lord that he led thee. Do you understand? So the I am is like, my name is so big, I can't give you everything that you go. So I give you I am, hold the I am. Anywhere you get to something, you wait, We'll, we'll add something to it. Are you getting my point? So when you hear Jehovah Jireh, it's I am supplier. That day, i shared I like this. One brother got so excited. As we were still praying, Nepal went off. Power went off. The brother shouted, Jehovah light. <laughs> I said, amen. The power had to come back. It had to come back. It had to come back. I can't hear that name and not return. He, I still remember. The guy was so excited. He just shouted, Jehovah light. I said, good. That light's out. After a few minutes, the light returned. I said, yes. The light has to, I ha- the light had to respect. Revelation is very powerful. Revelation is very powerful. I just feel like sharing, because of that brother's Jehovah light, one day a man shared a testimony with us. Very powerful. The man has gone home now. He has passed on. That was, it. I, mean, I cried when he died, you know? Man of God. He said one day he went to go and visit his mother in Ibadan. Just like Enugu, Ibadan and Enugu, they are the same in the area of water. You know, in Enugu once you remove New Heaven and Jerry. The rest of Enugu, you're on your own. Sure. You'll be praying for God to bring rain. So that your well can have small water. We praise God, amen. amen. Things are getting better, amen. amen. And the used to be like that. I don't know how the is right now. How is the badon? Is it like that? Or oh, you don't know? Your mother is in the badon. What is going on? <laughs> it's better. So the man said that um, that day as he arrived, his mother said to him, So he, and he had a little baby. His wife just delivered. They came to visit his mother. Ah, So they were very, very excited that, oh, you have come. So everybody was happy. Say so we are even happy you came with your car. What about my car? Say there's no water, so we'll be using your car to go and fetch water. The man said he was unhappy. So, the, so after some time, he told them that water will come today. The mother said you don't understand the part of the we live in. Number one, the has not had light like and water for some time, and if the were to have water now, it won't start here. We are the last on the queue. So the man told everybody, don't worry, water will come today. Water will flow. So everybody went to sleep. He refused to sleep. He stayed in the sitting room and began to pray, calling the God of water to answer. He continued to pray. He continued to pray. He said, around 12 midnight, you know when water wants to come through, he started hearing a whistle. He began to hear the whistling of water. Then a few drops came out, you know, and it stopped. It ceased. So he pursued the water outside. He carried the the prayer to the compound and continued to pray. He continued until the water started flowing again. And they continued until the force was good and the water was constant. Then they went ahead, woke everybody up. By that time, it was past 12 midnight. He woke all of them up, said, come and fetch water. Of course, you know the way it is. You fill the big reservoir, fill the spoons. <laughs> <laughs> even wet the rag in the kitchen so that... Of course, everybody was so excited. In the morning, he had gone to sleep. When they woke up in the morning, so I don't okay, now we use GP tanks, you know, you know, all those things kind of, but those that we used to use aluminum tanks. how many of you remember it? Yes. Okay. So they had filled that big aluminium tank. So he told them to open it, open, they opened it. No, it's not now that you have these GP tanks with a small opening. That was the whole top can be the cover. So they opened it, he looked inside. Said they should look. They all looked, they covered it back. Said, When I'm leaving, check it again, it will be at the same level. He stayed there for like a week or two. I don't know how many days now, but a, number of, a good number of days. And they were using water in the house. When he was about to leave, they had entered the car, his wife, his, his small family. So they said, oh, open the reservoir, check. They opened it, it was still full. That's the man who had told you that one day his tire went flat. He was saying, wait, 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 wait. He said he reasoned; he didn't have tire. God, what would happen? So he spoke to the tire. Come on, get back up. The tire reinflated. The car righted itself, and it continued going. No, there are testimonies. Look, if you see me serving God today, these are the men who preached when I was a little boy. I had to serve God. Though. No, no, no. These are the people that I preached when I was a little boy. <laughs> I told the story that the day it was going on the road, and it splashed water on some village men. And they began to raise, rain curses on him. So he stopped and he came to apologize. And one of them stopped, the other one wouldn't stop. So he won the other one talking. Say, I'm a man of God. You don't talk to me like that. Just come to the man and say, Okay, I hereby return your curses to you. The man dropped and died. The other one disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, that one ran, ran to the village, to go and tell the villagers what happened. He just stood there, stood by the bo- dead body. He didn't leave. The villagers came, and gathered, and respect the bad for something. They respect power. Yeah. Oh no, no, that, that one. They've been doing witchcraft for a long time, so <laughs> nobody came to make noise. Now begging, and they can prostrate. So every man went down. Ah, baba fi like lagbini. You know what that means? <laughs> He's laughing. He knows what he it means. It's insane in Europe land. You know that some men are so powerful. They use their cap to kill an elephant. Elephant just like... <clears throat> the elephant will drop. <laughs> anyway, so one, everybody begged him. After some time, of course, when he had calmed down, he went there, he prayed, commanded the man to leave. And the man got up. And he turned his car and drove away. Anyway, I told that, look, in our God, we have forgotten him. We have been learning too many business principles. 17 keys for effective entrepreneurial spirit. Know the value of each customer. Customers are important. Oh, Calabo so. Customers are important. There's, the money is in the comeback. Your customer must come back. Branding, you can't just dress anyhow. I, oh, was that what service The service was powerful. No power, nothing, common sense. We've forgotten Jesus. I've seen a church bulletin before. I told my wife the day I saw that one, I, I, picked, I said, baby, look through this magazine, find the name God or Jesus for me. She went through it. From the beginning to the end, the name of God didn't show up. Jesus did not show up. Christ was not mentioned once. Because you can do it. Get up. You have the power inside you. After reading Anthony Robbins, why won't you forget? Anthony Robbins because you don't know He's a new age practitioner. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. Apostle, how did I get in there? Talking about the name of God. I just remember those testimonies. Very powerful. Well, you know, Those are the kind of things I heard as a child. When they say, save God. Huh? What else will I do? Paul said, I want to know him. And the power of his resurrection. That's what we are talking about. What am I going to say here? That's Christianity we are describing. God reveals himself to us. That is how he pours his life into us. It's as we get to know this God. You know, I've been talking about it for some time. That's what we go for. He said that you may know him. What is eternal life? Remember what we said? Don't put the name of the Lord thy God on a vain thing. God's name. Different aspects of our lives. He bears a name. That's why he said, I am. We must be careful that anything we want in life, know God's name in that area. It's so crucial. And knowledge, like I said, is spiritual power. It is spiritual power. It is spiritual power. But like I said, today we are beginning a new series. Okay, I'm still trying to introduce it. So he said that they may know you, we've read them Exodus chapter what? Six. All right. That's uh, John chapter 17. He said that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus whom you have sent. Now, I need to talk about Jesus. The reason why we are doing this series now is I want to just talk about the Lord Jesus. For many weeks, we are just going to be talking about the Lord Jesus. The name Jesus, what does it mean? Who is Jesus? Because when we say we pray in the name of Jesus, there is a significance to that. And we must know it. Like we saw in that um, Revelation chapter 1. Let's just open to that. Now, before we open, just remember we read Exodus chapter 6 to bring out the fact that God's names are many. And he reveals them at different times. What Abraham knew, which Isaac also knew, and which Jacob also knew, is very, very different from what God revealed to the nation of Israel so he could deliver them from captivity. Now, what that means is that there were miracles that Israel saw that Abraham never saw. Are you getting my point? There were things that Israel saw that Jacob could not imagine. The reason is simple, that, it, and it's because with the part of God that Israel was told about, Abraham was not told about it. The part of God that Israel was told about, which was the reason he could deliver them, because without understanding that name, deliverance was not going to come. Because They knew that part of him, they knew something, they experienced something that Abraham never experienced. Something that Isaac never experienced. Now listen to this, when I came to the New Testament, so that we could experience something, or so that we can experience something, listen to this, that Abraham never experienced, that Isaac didn't experience, that Jacob did not experience, that the nation of Israel did not experience, That even John the Baptist did not experience. Jesus had to bring a new name. And that's why he could say. it That the least in the kingdom. Is greater than John the Baptist. The reason is because. He manifested God in a new dimension. Let me say this to you. When Jesus began to show the name of God he knew. There was riot. Listen. Till now. Muslims get offended if you mention that name of God. Jews till today, they get offended. When I want to talk about offended. Not as if you are just offending their sensibilities. What you are doing is that you are blaspheming as far as they are concerned if you call God by the name that Jesus came to manifest. Now, I'm not emphasizing something to you here. It shows you how powerful it is. When they understood Jehovah or Yahweh, whichever translation you are using, When they understood that, it brought them out of Egypt. Do you get what I'm saying? When Abraham understood El Shaddai, God Almighty, everywhere he will go, it will keep him. Everywhere Isaac will go, that name will keep him. Everywhere Jacob went, that name kept him. That name kept him in the house of Laban. That name multiplied him. That name made him greater than Laban, even though he came working for Laban. That name enriched every one of them, every step of the way. Just one name. God Almighty. When they understood, that Israelites now. When they understood Yahweh, it brought them out of Egypt. It brought them plagues into the houses of their enemies. It killed the firstborn of their enemies. That name took them through the Red Sea. That name took them through the wilderness. And took them into the promised land. That's the power and recognition of a name. Now when Jesus wanted to do something differently, what did he now do? He now had to manifest a new name. And listen to the direct Prince, because you know, where were we just now? No, no no, we haven't gone there. Where we were before that. John chapter 17. Please follow this. Very, very interesting. This this: I just <laughs> Now you will respect your Bible. Before, the Bible was just, you know, your church book. But now it's your power book. Yes. You know the way people, ca- ca- you know, this is our smartphones. Most good smartphones, even when they are brand new, if you leave all the features on, they die in 12 hours. Some will tell you that my phone is so powerful, the battery lasts for 24, 36 hours. Now, big screen, slow processor. All those, let me not mention the brand of your phone. I'll <laughs> give you one massive screen like this. The thing is slow, so it's not using power. <laughs> Most good phones these days, you use them properly, even when they are brand new. Charge it in the morning, come back home at night, it's 90% gone. You have to plug it back to charge. After it's like that for a year, you start kind of around Power Bank. It's a marketing power bank of different capacity. Even BBC, not BBC, uh, Newsweek is always telling me subscribe. You'll, get, you'll give you this free power bank. It's all over the world, so people carrying power banks around. You know where I'm going? You know that Bible in your hand is a real power bank. You have to carry it around. You have to discover something every day. It is what you what you discover that gives you power. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Very important. Very very important. Look, this respect it now. Very important. it's the book of the power of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what it is. Because therein you see the acts of God described so that you can discover his name. When you discover that name, it just soaks into you. The power soaks into you. You don't have to worry about it. I was saying something, right? Oh, that's it. So what I'm saying is this. For us, therefore, to be able to experience the power of his resurrection, we must make certain discoveries. So what is the name that Jesus brought? He said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son. He said, this is eternal life, that they may know you. Now go to verse 6. He said, I have manifested your name to the men whom you gave me out of the world. Now let's just pause here. Now the red prince, I heard him many years ago teaching on this. He said, what was the name that Jesus manifested? He said, it is the name Father. Before that time, nobody called God Father. The best they called him, Abraham called him friend. But called God Father... No. Even though he he says some things about it, but they did not understand him as father. For example, he would tell says, Tell Pharaoh, Israel is my firstborn. Are you getting my point? But they didn't realize what he was saying. Why do I know that? Because when Jesus came and he said, I'm walking, the father is walking, they said, What did you say? He said, My father, who is your father?